movies. I watch too much TV. I have too many kids. And now, we're doing a podcast. The Discerning Geeks Portal. Welcome back, Discerning listeners, to the Discerning Geek Portal, where each week we take a discerning look into all things geek. My name is David, and I'm joined with this week with my best friends, David, Todd, and Andrew. Uh, first, welcome back, Dave. We've missed you. Yeah. Yeah. Where have I been? There was much rejoicing. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I was in the hospital, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I was doing research for uh, something for a role in a in a play or <laughs> TV or movie production. Right, Maybe. I'm going to be on see. I'm going to be on uh, uh, on uh, you know special victims unit as a dead body. I thought you were just trying to find ways to do more research by watching like you know more sci-fi and fantasy movies like the whole marvel universe that you just did <laughs> yeah but i had to do that from the house the hospital does not have a lot of sci-fi just saying uh, that's true that's true well, welcome back we are glad i know our listeners are glad that you're back and uh can't <laughs> no, wait they're not to, they're uh... like what he was in the hospital <laughs> Where, why are we just finding out about this can't wait to uh, get your opinions and and feelings on all these things that we're we're talking about nothing like a gay pirate that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) don't give it away we we haven't even talked about what we're talking about yet uh todd i I narrowed it down (laughs) how are you guys doing today bad pretty good 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 i love how i can sit here and look at everybody's talking and and I'm looking at Andrew's like voice line, and it's just like it's like a dead, you know, it's like he's like he's dead, you know, it's just nothing, just two little blips. Well, and he actually noise. dropped out. He actually dropped out there for a minute. Yeah, so it, it Andrew... wouldn't pick up my voice through my mic. So am I coming in clear? Yes. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. It, it just didn't pick up my mic when we started recording. And also, Dave, I would like to correct you. You said discerning geek portal again. Thank you. You gotta stop doing that, man. We've got millions of people out there counting on you. Did geek or geeks? You know, it, would, it, it wouldn't be this podcast if we didn't have technical issues and we couldn't remember the name of our own podcast. <laughs> Todd does have a point. So anyway, we're talking about Stardust today. Go ahead, Dave. Let's <laughs> let's just jump right into it, shall we? Yeah, you, you you pretty much gave it away with the gay pirate, but yeah, you know, um, we, we are. We're going to talk about to Stardust, and it's my job to keep us on task and get us. It fails miserably every time. Talking about it at a reasonable pace, but Todd always has a wonderful breakdown for us and kind of the summation of the movie. Can you start us off, Todd? Yeah. Okay. So we're back to movie reviews, and today it's Stardust. A teenage boy enters a magical realm in search of the mother he never knew and encounters along the way a fallen star in the form of a beautiful woman that he must protect from an evil witch who is seeking to permanently regain her youth and beauty. So not complicated at all. Uh, Stardust is starring Charlie Cox as Tristan Thorne, Claire Danes as Evane, the fallen star, 
Michelle Pfeiffer as Lamia the Witch, Mark Strong as Prince Septimus, and Robert De Niro as Captain Shakespeare, the captain of the Caspertine. Gay pirate. <laughs> yeah. uh, Stardust was released on August 10th, 2007, with a rating of PG-13. It was written by Jane Goldman and Matthew Vaughn, directed by Matthew Vaughn. Uh, it's based on a 1999 fantasy novel by Neil Gaiman. Where you can find it right now, it's currently on Netflix. And just a little bit of trivia, uh, Charlie Cox, who plays Kristen, uh, Tristan Thorne, uh, some people might recognize him as Daredevil in the Netflix Daredevil and Defender series. Rumors are that he might be reprising that role in the Disney Plus series She-Hulk, which is currently in production, if I remember correctly. Claire Danes plays Yvain, and from IMDb trivia, uh, supposedly Anne Hathaway, Scarlett Johansson, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Jessica Alba all turned down the role of Yvain. Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer plays Lamia. Uh, supposedly, she was the director's only choice for that role. And the ship Caspertine, I don't know if maybe it's not in Neil Gaiman's uh, book because it got its name in the movie from the two children of the director, Neil Gaiman. Uh, it's named after his kids, Casper and Clementine. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I should actually correct myself. We don't really know if he's a gay pirate. He's definitely a cross-dressing pirate though. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So I really want to keep us on point. So just one really quick sentence. What did you guys think of this movie? Likes, dislike? It was cute. Okay. Was I'll cute. take that. It's cute. It was, it's a cute film. Gag me. <laughs> well i knew you weren't gonna like it because it's 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 very it's very romancy but i will say this ladies and gentlemen this this is definitely one of those that kind of ranks with I, I forgot what the movie was that we reviewed in which i said that it was good for both uh girls that wanted to see a lovey-dovey movie and guys that wanted a movie where it may be lovey-dovey romance but yet you'll still enjoy it because of the action this is the same type of thing this this movie has enough cute romance in it that that your girlfriend's gonna love it but there's enough action and uh humor uh in it as well that if if you're a guy that doesn't necessarily go into romance movies but you're kind of like well i need to like take my girl to something this is one of those you know that that you should look at because uh there's swashbuckling and and interesting things going on and and you're kind of like okay this is cool okay you know that kind of thing by the way todd also forgot to mention to convolute the storyline even more uh the star is also carrying a gem that will allow the next person to become king of the realm which (laughs) i forgot to mention which is why there's princes in it and yeah i just and they're all doing this battle royale to be king and blah 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 and then there's the sister that gave birth to the shot boy blah 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 (laughs) <laughs> what? Well, it's not a plot too... line it's a plot mountain before sure. we get in, get into too much of the plot uh i've got kind of your reaction and and andrew's reaction uh todd what'd you think what's your initial reaction on this one yeah to keep myself brief i wrote down a, a tagline this movie is a visually well-made fantasy full of near whimsical but ultimately boring nonsense thank you Oh, wow. Okay. Harsh. I totally missed that because I had to step away. Did Todd totally trash it? What happened? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Oh, well, we're back to normal then. But he likes the space between us. I, I, uh, 
I, I personally enjoyed this one. I have to say, this is a weird movie for me because the first time I watched it, I think I felt very similar to what Todd felt. Uh, but it's one that I've watched multiple times since then. And each time it grows on me a little bit more. It's just kind of a a fun little fantasy that's that's very almost hardcore fantasy. It's not the Disney version fantasies that we get a lot now in that they don't take the time to explain like all the backstories and this, no. that, and the other. Um, they just kind of go with the story and this is the fun stuff. And this is kind of the mythical things that are happening. And and it really grew on me. And so this is, this has become a, a, a pretty fun movie for me. I, I enjoy it quite a bit, but Dave is right. There, there is a lot of um, plot here as you have, uh, the ruler of Stronghold, this mythical land that is... It's not mythical, it's on the other side of the wall. On the other side of the wall. <laughs> it's um, right over there. And, uh, yeah, the, the king is dying, and when he dies, he has multiple sons, and this is inconvenient because, you know, when he was young, he had already killed off all of his brothers long before his dad was even sick. And... Uh, so the brothers are trying to kill each other all off uh, and also obtain this jewel, this ruby that is magically thrown into the heavens and brings down a star. Uh, and then the star has this ability that if you can get the heart of the star, then you would live forever. And so the witches are there trying to cut out the heart of the star to, to eat, um, to be able to regain their youth so you have witches you have unicorns you have fighting you have space pirates uh um, no, no, they're not space pirates and more sky pirates sky pirates yeah, yeah. <laughs> this reminds me a lot of like all dave's D campaigns just all over the place yeah so there's a lot a lot of fun stuff to have be had so well i want to give somebody else a turn so um who wants to start? Anybody have a, a, some positives? I know we had some negative takes on this, but did anybody have any any positives? I know Todd mentioned kind of the the visual effects and the visual out the visual take on this, but what other things do we like about this movie? Fine. Uh, I like the brother dynamic where they're still kind of there even when they die. They're still in the movie. They're just kind of watching, you know, making little comments. I like that. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the brothers as they come back as ghosts, and they're still um, kind of commenting on on everything and trying to play into the the roles as well. I thought that was pretty cool. Is that ever explained though? Why it is they instantly come back as ghosts, and why nobody else who dies in the movie? Yeah, it's explained when you see the first four. They can't rest until there's a new king. The, yeah, one of them. But, one of the, one of them says that. Yeah, but why? I don't know. This is how the world works. Okay. But why? See, Todd has a real big problem when the when movies don't explain things like that because he it just annoys him. It's just how he is. It's it's nothing it's nothing against him or anything. It's just he likes to know why that doesn't happen. It's yeah, magic, Todd. It's, it's magic. Is it enchantment or curse? Is it just something natural about the the royal blood? I also wonder how the pirates can catch lightning. You know. They showed them how they caught lightning with the big net and the, the lightning, the electrostatic charge runs down in there and they plug it into a bag battery and then they sell the battery. But why? Why not? 
lightning is expensive. Yeah. You make money with it. It's also not very environmentally conscious. What? Apparently. How? Okay. <laughs> Hang on. Let's, okay, let's, go, let's go on a tangent now. Because I want to know why lightning is not environmentally conscious. Should should the lightning be free? The lightning. What, what good does the lightning do if it's just wild free lightning? The lightning causes heat, which causes greenhouse gases, which pollute the Earth's atmosphere. I rest my case. I'm leaving. Hang on, because technically you just made an argument on why they should catch it and catch more. Because if they catch the lightning, then it doesn't do that, and therefore then, you know, you have less greenhouse gases in the Actually, in the it just kind of runs around, around longer, actually. Actually, we could go into a big debate about this. Let's not. Okay. Yeah, Whatever. let's focus on our movie. Somebody um, has to make the electric cars go, because I'm still trying to figure out how they're going to do that. But anyway. No, I, I, I'm with Todd. I think that there are a lot of elements that they don't spend the time to explain. There, there is story. There is this mythical world, and it works in certain ways. And they don't go into the details of why it works that way or how no. it works that way. No. Um, and we're supposed to kind of just take it at face value. Um, I think if you can get to that point, it's a really fun story. There's a lot going on and it's, it's kind of cool. Um, but I, I can, I think I'm the same way. Like I said, when I first watched it the very first time, I'm kind of like, this doesn't make any sense. I don't understand why all this is going on by like the fourth time I watched it. I didn't care. I was just like, wow, there's so much fun going stuff going on here that I really do just enjoy the fun story that they're telling and so I, I can see that being a, a negative, but well, it's it starts out rough. It does. It, it starts out really rough because you're looking at this and you're like, he's a love stick puppy dog, and he's going to do this, and this is not healthy. You know, for the first like I don't know, fifteen, twenty minutes, maybe thirty minutes into the film, you're kind of really watching this guy trying to woo the heart of a woman that everybody immediately goes you don't need to be with her um and and you're just kind of like wow he's kind of being a dick and wow she's kind of being a bitch and it's just kind of goes from there and it's not till you get about i don't know yeah about 25 30 minutes in and you kind of do, do, do things start rolling into that more enjoyable kind of fun stuff i would probably actually say it gets about to the point where you have to watch it up to where the witch makes the tavern and then once the tavern gets made that's when the film really takes a turn for kind of becoming more fun to watch and i can also understand why you, you know there's a lot of suspension of disbelief that's got to be kind of ramped up to just enjoy it but yeah it does start out rough in the fact that you know, when I was watching it, I was kind of like, oh, what are we doing? Because this, no, you know. Well, and I will say that one of the things that I felt was the strength of the movie was, and we've talked about it many times in other films, um, I love to see characters develop and grow. And with Tristan, we definitely see that. We see him go from this boy who is infatuated with this girl that's, he doesn't have any business being infatuated with. She's not that great. We can see that. We all see that immediately, but we've also many of us, I think have been in those relationships where we see that person. And at first we think it's, they're great. 
until we later find out, you know, oh, I mean, that's how I have an ex-wife, you know, <laughs> um, <Wow>. you, <laughs> you get infatuated. You think, oh, wow, this is great. And I'll do- I get started on what I saw at the very beginning. Yeah. But anyway, but, but that's true, right? As the outsiders, everybody else sees it. You know, every, even his dad kind of like, yeah, yeah. Everybody else sees that this girl's not worth what he's going through. Um, and it's not until he really grows and becomes into a man and learns what kind of real love is about and what love can be that he develops this relationship with this star that he meets, um, and and their development and their romance and their relationship grows and it's a really really wonderful thing and and there's some really cool lessons in there i mean she's talking at one point about love and even says you know it it, it almost looks like loathing it sometimes you know? and it's like mm-hmm. there, there's so much growth that that he takes and and she takes as well in learning to love him that uh that I really enjoyed in this movie. Uh, I've got an argument against that later, but go ahead. No, yeah, yeah. I, no I want to hear it. Cause I was about to say it. Now I would like to hear the counter argument from Todd. Yeah. <laughs> but we're, we're not at the negative stuff yet. I don't care. Go ahead. <laughs> now let, let's, let's stick with positive for now. Okay. Who, who cares? Positive. Yay. Positive movie. Big whoop. Let's hear what you got to say. But positives, you know, it's fun. There is a lot of action. I think there's a lot of, of action going on. There's fighting. We've joked. One of the, the movies that we've, of course, are probably definitely going to review at some point is is The Princess Bride. You know, it's got fencing. It's got fighting. It's got revenge. It's got, you know. It's got, Anna, is it a kissing book? It's got rodents of unusual size. Yeah, uh, it, it's got all those things in it. It's got flying boats and and witches, and so all the elements are there. And it, it's not a nice tight knit story, but it's a fun story. And I thought it was pretty cool. So, well, you know, actually, probably in truth, if we were really going to be honest with it, what it is is it's not one story; it's four stories. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it, it, it's really four stories that you're watching. You're watching the story of the witches, and then you're watching the story of Tristan, and then you're watching the story of the star, and then you're also watching the story of the princes. And they all start in different ways. So the beginning of the movie starts with you watching these four stories start. And basically, I guess really the 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 trick and the beauty of the film, if there is one to behold, is how these four stories become entwined and eventually come to one conclusion. And it's it, that's probably where a lot of the fun comes from, in my opinion. And that's where there is redeemable qualities to the film with watching. And it's probably also one of the reasons why you should watch it more than once. Because, like, I think Todd's correct. If you just kind of watch it the first time and you're not big on, on just totally immersing yourself into things, yeah, it's going to be like, And then, you know, like Dave said, you know, even he didn't like it the first time he watched it, but as he kept watching, he was able to pick up on the, on those traces and those threads that started melting and weaving everything together. Well, 
I've seen it before too, and I had a bad reaction to it the first time. And I was actually kind of thinking, okay, maybe it's a good thing that I watch it again because maybe I will like it better. I actually disliked it more the second time around, so I have an argument against that. Too. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I'm waiting for the arguments. Uh, well, all right. So let me get some of the good stuff out of the way. Uh, okay. So we've mentioned that this is a, a mythical land on the other side of a wall. And there's a, there's a single break in the wall and a guard that is guarding that break. And he's an old guy. And part of the reason we have our protagonist is because his dad previously got through the that break in the wall past the guard. So when our current day protagonist tries to get past that old guy, even though he's old, deceptively he's got some moves and i actually enjoyed that i thought okay i don't know if this guy is magical or if he's just like i've got to train i don't care how old i am i've got to train i gotta be better i kind of like that the second time around he was he was harder to get past so i kind of enjoyed that uh dave you mentioned that there's a unicorn in this that was actually kind of cool that the unicorn intervenes but there's kind of a built-in disadvantage there in that he's the the unicorn is kind of there for a little while but then not seen for the rest of the movie. So it's kind of this overly convenient plot device that's kind of thrown in there for one little convenience and then never used again. But still, while it's there, it's okay. Uh, You mentioned Skyship. The Skyship is actually designed pretty cool. And I have to admit the whole way it catches lightning is, is pretty neat too. And it's kind of like part sail, part blimp, part electrical type thing. Um, and it's Captain, uh, Captain Shakespeare, I think, if I have the name correct, is uh, played by Robert De Niro. And yes, it's kind of implied he's kind of like a gay pirate. But I, I tried, I, I didn't even focus on that too much. I kind of focused on his interaction with everybody. And it's his part in the middle of the movie that did get to be maybe somewhat okay and kind of mildly intriguing. And Dave, when you were talking about the character, how he had growth, like I said, I've got a little bit of an argument against that, but that is the point of the movie where you kind of see some of that alleged growth take place is Ooh. by his, his interaction with Robert De Niro. And then as far as the other positives, as I already mentioned, the overall production quality is pretty good. It's a very colorful movie, and it's got some nice locations. Okay, and, okay. And, and from that yawning the... sound, I think I from that yawning sound, I think I <laughs> bored uh, Andrew. Andrew along the way. Um, I think that there were. I, I enjoyed the the characters. I enjoyed the actors. I thought there was some good acting in this as well. Um, in in some ways, I think De Niro almost steals the show. Um, oh yeah oh, i mean yeah. his character was just a lot of fun and 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 i loved his interactions with with all the other characters even his own crew you know kind of at the end they were kind of like yeah captain we always knew but you know we're your crew and he's like "Ah," and they're like "Ah." <laughs> i mean it it definitely was uh was kind of cool we always knew you were woozy yeah, they just push the old guy in the back. But you're still our captain. Um, you know, him and the and the character that, that Todd mentioned, the the guard at the wall, um, it, it, he's just a fun character. You know, he he's only in it very short scenes, uh, kind of at the very beginning when his father tricks him to get past, and then 
when he kicks his butt, you know, Tristan's butt, and he can't get past. And then at the end, he's kind of there at the wall again, and he sees this all happening on the other side. And he's like, screw this, I quit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, he's thought it was be more important to keep you guys from getting over there, but now I realize it's the other way around. I quit. Uh, I thought um, he was a, a fun character. And, uh, yeah, there were some weak characters. I wasn't super thrilled with any of the brothers, um, or their acting. Um, it was just kind of a little bit, uh, over the top for them, but the rest of them pretty good. And before we like put Andrew to sleep, I will let him jump in here. (laughs) Thank you. What you got, Andrew? What'd you like? I like the setting pretty good uh some of the characters were okay i did like the gay pirate which i don't know why everyone keeps assuming he's gay maybe he just was having a good time you know whatever we don't judge we don't know we don't judge here okay (laughs) i kind of said that it's technically he's not technically gay he's just he just cross-dresses this is all i said he's he's feminine there is that one moment right at the end of the movie where it's maybe slightly more implied. Oh, yeah, than- yeah, because he winks at yeah. the, the guy that... Oh, that's in- right, that's right, that's right. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, he winks, about that. He, he winks at Victoria's new husband and, and the new <laughs> husband kind of smiles back. Oh, and, she's like, <laughs> and she's like, what? What is going on? You have something to tell me? What else you got, Andrew? Or are you guys ready to jump into some negative? Negative, negative, negative. <laughs> I would love to do some negatives. All right, we'll let you. We'll let you kick off some negatives. What you got? Oh no, I want to hear Todd. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> brace yourselves. Uh, brace, brace for. Yeah, I've got. I've got one later where I literally have four levels of rage waiting to go. <laughs> Uh, so let's start off with a with the the simple one, the wall. What, what is the range of the wall? They they show a map where it's like the the wall goes really wide, and it's supposed to be the barrier between the real world and this uh, fantasy world. But what are the boundaries of this wall? Does it go in a circle? So the imaginary world is kind of inside the circle, and if so, is it kind of bigger on the inside? Or if it's just a straight wall, what are the ends like? And what if you walk down to the end and it ends and you're able to just walk around it? Are you still in the real world or or are you in this, the stormhole uh, fantasy world? Uh, why is there a break in the wall and why has nobody repaired it? And wouldn't that be easier than having to have a guard there? And if it's so important to not cross it, then why have this one single old ill-equipped guard? Also, there's a, a town nearby called wall they, they weren't very creative there was a wall <laughs> nearby so they actually named the town wall and that's on the the real world side and victoria one of our main characters who's from there she says that no one crosses the wall and i'm thinking why is is nobody curious is it only these two guys out of 18 years only two guys try to cross the wall why not? Why, why didn't somebody say, hey, there might be some land over there or there might be neighbors or what is the deal with this wall? Or let's have somebody repair the wall, but let's go see if there's somebody over there, over there who owns them. What is the deal with the wall? It drives me bananas. OK, and then I've got more later, but somebody else can go. My turn. <laughs> go for it, Andrew. 
I like how our protagonist's existence starts off with a guy who escapes his hometown and then finds a chick and literally hooks up with him. Or her. I don't judge. I think it's kind of weird that it's like all this, I must find my mother when they literally just hooked up once. I feel like the dad should have told his son, you know, just sat him down. And like the mother's not anything special. And then the mother happens to just be this big old princess. And why, if you have a princess, not give her like 20 guards, okay? Have y'all ever seen like an actual princess? They've got like security upon security. There's no way that one princess just slipped out in the middle of the night without getting caught. Whatever. Well, no, no. She was, remember, she was slave to the witch. She had been captured and yeah. was slave and servant to like, the witch. It, they would have known that she was taken by a witch, okay? By because of the security, unless they just didn't care about the princess. Whatever. Yeah, I don't think they cared because you know it was all about the sons, because only the sons could inherit the know, male the, heir. Blah blah blah. The male heir, yeah. It was a different time. It was a different time. I do want to speak, and and this is not necessarily defense. I, I do. I want to kind of speak towards Todd's um, issue with the wall. And, and and it's just very brief. Uh, it's kind of interesting. And I was talking to Leanne. She watched this movie with me, and, and she loved it. Of course, um, we 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 both enjoyed it. It was it is. It's a good fun romantic movie to watch with someone. But that's yeah, a little off topic. The point I want to make is it's been interesting recently. My daughters and I have been listening to a podcast called Grim Grimmer Grimmest, and it is modern retelling of the old grim fairy tales as they were originally told not the new fluffy versions that we get nowadays in our fairy tale books yeah yeah and, the ones and, where everybody dies got it yeah well and they are a lot of people die but it's also when you actually listen to those fairy tales most of them made no sense there was no attempt to explain it was you know, oh, there's a prince that has been turned into a cast iron stove and left in the middle of a forest. Why? Nobody knows. Nobody explains it. Nobody cares. It's just that's the part of the story that's there. And the rest of the story kind of feeds off of. He can be whatever and, he chooses to be. And and there's and that's the issue with the wall. This is a this is a very traditional fairy tale. It's not a let me explain to you the physics behind the wall and how all this metaphysical stuff takes place. No, it's just a fairy tale. This is there. And this is a story about a kid's growth going through these fairy tale elements. And to me, it's kind of cool. And I don't know that I would have respected that at an early age, but it's interesting that I'm getting to expose my daughters to that and that they're picking up on it and they enjoy those more classic fairy tales. Um, so that's kind of my, my, my aside there and my big explanation, but I know you got another level Todd. So go ahead and, and throw it at us. Yeah. And in fact, I just realized I started in the neutral observation slash questions section. I haven't even gotten to the bad stuff yet. <laughs> All right. So, so let me try to speed through some stuff. Okay. Uh, the Ruby, what is this magical Ruby? That's not explained either. Uh, the Prince ghosts have already kind of asked, are they enchanted curse? What's to do with them? Uh, Stormhold It's actually mentioned that it's a hundred miles of area, at least a hundred miles of area. And it makes you wonder where is this hidden place in England? And, 
And like I said, is this space kind of small on the inside? I just I'm totally messed up by the boundaries of this area. So now let me get to to one of the big ones. And that is Evane, the entire character of Evane. Because first of all, there are two protagonists in this. There's the aforementioned Tristan, and he's an idiot. And then there's Evane, <laughs> and she is a star. What? How? How is she a star? And as a star, how is she a woman when she falls to, to the, I, I don't get it. And that's one of those things that's never explained. And, you know, I can almost overlook, like you said, the stuff about the wall and the, the prince ghosts and everything, but she is a major character and they never explained the whole thing about a star crashing. There's it, it, it drives me bananas at that part. I, I just I, I I'm not even sure I can put into words how that part annoys me that it's not better explained. Like, are they celestial creatures or gods, and they and they kind of represent the stars, and so when they come down, it's kind of common for them to take human form, or are they just literally saying she's a star, and if so, she's traveling light years. I, I don't get it. There's certain parts where I think you miss things because the one of the reasons that everybody rushed to keep her from going across the wall was because it was mentioned that if she crosses into the normal, whenever she crossed the wall into the normal into England, she would just turn into stardust. Like she would just turn into a lump of rock because she's a fictional character in her own because, universe. Apparently, no, no, that's doesn't have anything to do with it. In other words, think the about it. If she steps no. into the real world, she vanishes. That's literally that's, a fictional character. That's not. That's not. No, you're you, okay. Look, <laughs> the, the whole premise is England is a normal world. Stormhole is a magical world because the witches even talk about how they can't cross the wall because if they do, they become human. In other words, they won't have their powers, period, just gone. And the same thing was with the star. If she crossed the wall, she would immediately turn into a lump of, of rock. She would turn into what we would see if a star fell, a meteorite. You see what I'm saying? And so I, I, that's the reason, like, sometimes I, I wonder how you get so confused by missing things. And I don't know. I, if I'm not confused. I didn't miss it. But see, but the, that explains it. I mean, how else? It you know it's just the power of the stormhold that when stars yeah when stars fall in stormhold they become this physical person. But and, in other words, in stormhold, stars aren't stars. They might be called stars, but they aren't what stars are in the normal universe. No, they're still a star. It's, it's just if they, it's just if they come to if they come to the ground they are human they're not you could even see the crater it was huge you know and it yeah. must have been when she landed she turned into human whatever it's movie magic okay okay and so also i mentioned that tristan is, is an idiot because he goes and he wants to capture this star and bring it to this woman that he is wooing uh victoria we've already talked about her some so he wants to bring the star to her to, to her now he doesn't seem that shocked to find out that the star is a woman it's it's not like he even questions it that much. He's just like, oh, okay, well, the star is a woman. Okay, so I'll take this woman. So I'll take this woman to this other woman. And I'm like, <laughs> you're going to take a human to another human and say, this is a gift for you. So that that didn't make sense. Look, babe, I brought you back a slave. It's funny because even Evane says, you know, oh, yeah, nothing says love like, you know, kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think that was kind of, it is tough because, I mean, obviously what 
for some who can, you know, if you, if you could get past that disbelief, right. You know, when his father first enters into, you know, Stormhold, you know, he starts seeing things like tiny elephants in cages. He, he immediately knows he's in a different world. It's, it's almost like going through a teleporter and just being on a different planet. And so the, the whole laws of physics don't apply. There's now magic. There's all these other things that, that are happening. And so I, I, I'm with you. I can see, and, and I was the same way the first time I watched it. I was like, this just didn't make any sense to me. And so it, it definitely took a little bit for it to grow on me and for me just to be able to kind of turn that off. And just turn it off and watch it and say, wow, let me just explore this world as the characters are exploring it. And when I did that, I was able to kind of be drawn in a little bit more and, and enjoy it a little bit more and not question the, 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 there's a lot of it. It just doesn't make sense. It's, it's not supposed to. Um, and, and so that's kind of interesting, you know. Um, I mean, I'll even throw out one, you know, this, this magic's not supposed to work on the other side, but how Tristan gets there is he lights the Babylon candle and magically is teleported. You know, he wasn't in the magic area when he lit the candle. Is this a magic that can transverse through the border? I don't know. Again, if you sit there and kind of nitpick it, it, it's, there's a lot that doesn't make sense and I don't have a good way of excusing it but it was written not to make sense. It's not to be explained. And, and so that's not really an excuse. Uh, who else has some negatives? I want to. All right. All right. Through. All right. Okay. Okay. So the entire thing with the witches is that they want the heart because it's all like, you know, if you get the heart of the star, you become immortal. You live forever. Blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the movie, we see Trixton and, you know, Evane, I think her name was, whatever mm-hmm. they fall in love he quote unquote has her heart because they're in love blah 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 even though the love is a chemical in your brain whatever and they become are, are we gonna get this scientific with a movie seriously <laughs> all right keep going i'm sorry go ahead apparently in this movie eating a human uh, a quote unquote heart of a star eating it is the virtual equivalent of a chemical in your brain so we're going from cannibalism to love in this movie. Also, no, no, only, only only the witches wanted to eat it. The, don't don't get me wrong. Only the witches wanted. To I eat know, it. but the fact that they have the same effect is kind of. Uh, we don't know that. We do. The witches, were, witches were only trying to get their youth back. They weren't trying to live forever. No, because they, they were. They had evidently already lived a butt long time. You have to kind of get that. that's right they had all consumed the heart of a star before and they were still dying they were they were still growing old and so the whole purpose of them going for the heart was really to gain their youth back other people were trying to get the heart too you know other people are talking about like have you seen a star lately apparently if you get the heart of it you can live forever yeah but i don't think that was actually what was going on i think it was just the word was out that she was worth money and so it was like have you seen a star yeah yeah, and also she's literally glowing like half of the time in the movie. How no one notices that. that? I have no idea. If I'm walking down the street and I see some girl who's got blonde hair and it's literally glowing, I'm gonna be like, 
calling 911 and saying there's a loose radiation patient no. on the street. Well, don't forget that there's all these little comments that are made. Like even Captain Shakespeare at one point is like, you're, you, you, you need to be careful, dear, because she starts glowing because she's happy. You know, that's how it works. Yeah. And and he's like, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, are would be after you. And so you need to control your emotions. Also, you know, that, he actually says that to her. Also, there's a scene where Trinston and Elaine are walking across the path, and then some people are on another road or coming by. Trinston's hacked the Lizzie Lane, and he's quote-unquote on top of her, and she's glowing brighter than she ever has in the entire movie. You can see it, okay? We all know what's going on there. She's aroused. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, I was just trying to uh, 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 keep you from the uh, uh, guys. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, dude. Okay, that was completely unnecessary, but all right. Okay, we, we all never... know what he was trying to do, okay? He didn't do anything. Never mind. <laughs> we know what he was trying to do. He was literally on top of her. Yeah, but she's the one that started glowing. He just threw her in the bushes, okay? He started he it, man. And he didn't even kiss her at that point. I know. That was like perfect opportunity. So he was I, a gentleman. I think so. she I think she said something like tempted at all <laughs> yeah she was like you know hey <laughs> you know she was the one that was all like hey how you doing yeah. she said tempted at all and he was like what and she was like um to eat my heart or whatever or like take my heart out. And you could tell she was taking an excuse there yeah we got it she liked him okay that was part of the point it yeah, it was my main my main point of going on that rant is sex. No, really, thirteen year old horn dog. <laughs> Jesus, well, fourteen and, now, right? What, whatever. Yeah, fourteen now. Sorry. And yet, this big freaking surprise that he wants to talk about the possible sex part. Also, yet, I'm pretty sure that this uh, show, I mean, movie, is a symbolism for puberty. Don't ask. It would take well, like an hour and a half to explain. I mean, in, in some ways, you're not that far off because even the movie starts, you know, this is about a boy growing into a man. I mean, that was the theme of the movie as it was expressed. I think there was some, some innuendos there, right? But at the same time, you know, this was a clean movie. There is... People that get undressed, but you never see anything, you know, you know, so there's never any, you know, worry about nudity. Um, I could watch this with the kids. There's a little bit of violence, especially as some of the, the brothers are killing each other or are being killed by witches. Even that most of it's done in this kind of fantasy way that is not, the super gory violence. I think the worst is where the one brother gets his um, throat slit by the, the witch, the Michelle fight. Even then the blood is blue. Yeah. Yes. Which is, I, I actually have to say it was a nice touch because being a historian, a lot of people often talk about royalty being blue bloods. And so that was the reason why. The oh, nice. Uh, so I was, I, I know probably you guys didn't get that at all, but like when I saw that it was blue, I was like, ah, that's a nice little trick. 
you know, to where it's like, we're not really going to show blood, but we're going to have some blood. And it's like, why is it blue? Well, technically, in his in the, in the historical past, most royalty is known as blue bloods. And so when he got killed, he had blue blood. Or they're Cree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is going to tie into podcast coming very soon. <laughs> But now I didn't notice the blue blood, but it was mentioned in the IMDb trivia section that it was, that was intentional. So, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, we are getting down to almost a lightning round. So I'm going to kind of pass it around and let people kind of go through their final comments and then we'll get into the lightning round before we give our reviews. Um, who wants to go first? I think Todd still has quite a bit. He's jumping. The oh, I've, I've still got a page and a half that I'm going to have to skip. <laughs> so, so let me get to the, the two big just, ones. because Just pick a big one. Because, yeah, because you guys have already talked about how Tristan matured and, and you know, about the sex and everything. All right. So he, and if we haven't said already, spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, so he gets to the point where he's actually developed this relationship with Yvain. And yes, they've had their night together and everything. And so the next day, while she's still sleeping, he cuts some of her hair and wraps it up. And he's going to take it as a gift to Victoria. And I'm thinking, dude, why? Why are you bothering? You've got the girl. You've got a better girl than what you had before. And you're going to all this trouble to go all the way back. And you're not even leaving a note saying, hey, don't freak out that I'm gone. This is the reason I'll be back soon. And so you leave the girl that you're with wondering what happened. You leave her with her hair that you didn't get permission to, to have to take to another girl. And this was a lose-lose situation for me as the audience member because I was already starting to think, wow, is he still that stupid that he's still pining for this other girl? Okay, it turns out that's not the case because he went all the way home to basically tell this girl off. Not not in a, in a rude way, at least not at first, because he, he still gives the hair to her as, as, a, as a gift. But I'm like, still, why did you bother? You already in bed with a better girl. Stay there. So he goes all the way home, gives this, this hair to Victoria, and then she actually acts like she's interested for a minute. And so then he, he grabs her and leans her down like he's going to kiss her. And then this other guy shows up, I think, if I remember correctly. But anyway, the bottom line is he drops her. He drops her. He drops a woman on her head. He's the king. And, and you're talking about how and you're talking about how he's matured and how he kind of learned all this culture from Captain Shakespeare and stuff. He went all the way back home to get revenge on a woman, and at first it was going well because it was just verbal, but then he drops her on her head. You don't give no shit. No, he drops her on her butt. <laughs> oh, butt, back, head, whatever. He he basically does her physical harm. All he had to do was just leave her alone. Just just not even go home. Don't forget about what he did to the guy. The guy pulled out his sword. And he did like some fancy trick move, and he was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, man." Well, the bottom line is that this whole scene served mostly one purpose, and that was to show that when Evane's uh, uh, hair went across the wall, that it turned to stardust. We've already talked about that. That was the moment that he figures that out. He's like, oh, crap, she can't cross the wall. 
so that was the main purpose of all that. And I just felt like that was kind of a, a cheap way to, of doing it because like I said, they almost faked us out making us think that he was stupid and still uh, pining for the other girl. And then he drops a woman on her head. Also, we find out something that probably could have been found out a lot easier. And I still got the one that gives me four levels of rage, but somebody else can go. Well, I want to, I want to speak to that. And the only thing that I would speak to that on is to me, it was a completion of the quest. Yeah, he kept his promise. He he completed the quest to get it to there and bring it back. And that showed his ability and his growth in his ability to actually be successful in such a daunting task. Um, and that's kind of how I take that. That was it, That was the whole point in him finishing it. He could have not finished it. But then he would have been the person who never completed the task. He, he was set on was. a quest. He he set was set out on a quest as a. It's kind of the old knight tale, right? He he sets out on the quest, and if he doesn't complete it, then he can't come back. And so by doing that, he's completed the quest, and it shows he is as good and powerful as he kind of said that he was. But give us your last one because I, I want to hear it, and then we'll get right. into our. Yeah, I want to hear level four rage here. Yeah, so so let me respond to that. You're right. That's a good point, and you're right. But then it's cheap in the fact that he drops a woman on her head. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Okay. She didn't hurt her head. But back whatever, he dropped her. Yeah. Okay. He um, dropped her. Bad habit. <laughs> sure. Continue. Okay. I want to hear level four rage. Okay, so then there is a moment near the end of the movie where there's this big face-off uh, between uh, Tristan and Vane and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character, uh, the witch. Okay, so, and nothing else has, has worked, and, and another little nitpick I have is that Michelle Pfeiffer character even has this fake-out where she kind of acts like she's letting them go, and she has a moment of emotion, and then she's like, oh, no, and then she starts breaking all this glass, which doesn't hurt anybody. But anyway, so then there's this moment where Evane says, hold me tight and close your eyes. Tristan says, what? Why? And Evane says, what do stars do? They shine. Okay, rage level one. Rage level one. <laughs> when she said, what do stars do? I literally yelled at my TV, they stay in outer space. <laughs> Serenity now! Okay, so then... <sighs> She she shines brightly. She casts uh, a sunbeam spell at level nine. Uh, she does twelve d twelve radiant damage and kills uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, right. And then Tristan says, "Oh, oh and, and then I'm thinking, rage level two. Why didn't she do this in the first place? Okay, so that's rage level two. Then is, rage level. Go ahead. Which is exactly what Tristan asked right after that. Rage level three. Rage level three. <laughs> because not only am I asking that, he's asking that too. Why, why, why didn't you do that earlier? Rage level four. Rage level four. <laughs> Evane says, I couldn't have done that without you. No star can shine with a broken heart. I thought I'd lost you. And that's when I about lost my mind. <laughs> So the most the most like romantic part of the whole movie you just lost your shit on is what you're saying. Yes. 
Okay. Because to me, to me, that was some Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith item of broken heart level BS. I'm right here, dude. After that happened, I, I, I just I had to walk around my house for like five or ten minutes just to try to calm down because Todd was in the fetal position, rocking back and forth, <laughs> breathing heavily. And, and I would really be curious how women feel about that particular moment because I'm a guy and it bothered me. And, and maybe it's just because I'm like the, the liberal one in the group. But but this this movie was made in 2007, and, or you know, it was made in 2007, or two made in 2006, released in 2007. And I can't help but wonder if that scene would hold up today, because it was basically like she was saying, "Yeah, I had this superpower, but I can't use it when I'm sad because my man wasn't around," and it, it just bugged the crap out of me. It, it just it it wasn't it didn't feel up to speed with with stuff that we're getting now like yes we we just got through watching wandavision where spoilers she creates this whole world uh because she has grief but it isn't just grief because she lost her man she also lost her brother she lost her family she lost her country it was building up she had reason also it wasn't a withholding of power it was a release of power and then here we have somebody who could have defended herself this whole time but she was holding back well, well maybe the star had more self-control I'm but saying. she was holding back because her man went away and she thought she was, he wasn't coming back it, oh, I, if y'all can't tell Todd doesn't have a girlfriend obviously <laughs> well thanks for rubbing that in <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean I mean it is, isn't that kind of like Princess Bride, you know, a little bit where it's, you know, it's like true love's kiss, you know, that kind of thing? Like, Grandpa, do we have to do that part? You know, I mean, how love? Yeah, how about fifth? How about, wait a minute, hang on, hang on, hang on. I have a, how about fifth element? Ha ha ha. Now, see, here's a counter argument to the whole thing in which maybe it's explained better in the fifth element, but we all know that at the end of that film. Spoilers. The fifth element is love, and that's what actually destroys the danger. And there needed to be two people for that because she couldn't just – she needed somebody to love in order to access the, the power. So it's the same kind of thing, only just done weirder. So Maybe, but there it was more of a building up. I mean, Evane said it herself, what do stars do? They shine, which means she had this ability all along. You know, I guess, maybe. Well, but yeah, because stars shine. Yeah. So when they're happy, why? So she could. But she can't. Things. She can't destroy witches without love, though. <sighs> Serenity now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh yeah. I mean, I know that my wife enjoyed it <laughs> um, and liked that part. That it's it's in more of an it is it's that expression of love and how that it shines and and. To me, it's it's very metaphorical in that you've seen people as they fall in love, and they always have that skip in their step. They always have that shine. They always have that glow, um, and you hear people talk about it. And so this is just kind of taking that to a little bit more of a, a different level. But I'm with you. I mean, it, it to me it was just a little easy, but. I thought it was kind of cool. I did. I, I give it a pass. Um, it wasn't the best way to kill the big bad at the end, 
but I've seen worse. So, so you know, it, it, was, it was it was there. Well, we got to get to our lightning round. Lift off and the clock has started. We're almost at the end of our time for our podcast. Um, Can I have five minutes? <laughs> no, you have thirty seconds. <laughs> um. We do all have to roll for initiative so that we can figure out who what, what our order is. I abstain. <laughs> and I got a 15. I got a 6. I got a 12. Andrew? Andrew. Did we, did we lose him? No, he's hammering on something. Oh no, please don't make me call Santa Claus's new agent. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have to pick in the Easter money this time because we're closer to Easter. Okay, he did drop off, but he's back in. I hope it worked. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I hope so. We can hear you. I hope it'll come through on the recording. New dice. Thanks, Todd. I want new dice. <laughs> Shut up, Dave. Are these, are these like glowy metallic ones or whatever? Uh, they're metal. I got a 15. Oh, we have a tie. Between who? You and me. We'll re-roll. Oh, I got a two that time. Cage match. I got an 18. All right. Andrew, you're up. You get to go first with our 30-second lightning round. Oh, we're doing lightning round? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. When am I ever? (laughs) Okay, ready? Yep. All right, go. So... I guess I like this movie, sort of. It's one of those things I feel like I'll appreciate when I watch it again. I'm not trying to nitpick every single little thing. Like Todd said, there's a lot of things that just don't make sense. But then again, Hollywood magic, blah, 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 blah. True love, blah, 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 blah. It is a star. It is a ball of heat. If it did land on Earth, we would all have died instantly. Dinosaurs, again. It shouldn't have just created a hot blonde girl that was just sitting there with the ruby. Waiting for her true love to come around so she can quote unquote shine. Time. <laughs> Time. Jeez. All right. I guess I'm up next. No, you're not. You got a two. <laughs> well, that was my second roll. That was in my roll. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was that cage is, match. Is that how it's going to happen? Okay, fine. So Andrew and I both got 15. So that was our yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Y'all got me all tickled out. Okay. Are you ready, Todd? Yeah. Are you? I am ready. Okay. Go. I would ask for people to give this movie a chance. It's not great. It's not phenomenal. It has got some really neat visuals that are just fun to watch. But And the story is there. It's not going to explain everything. Go into it like a fairy tale. Not the new Disney fairy tales that have to explain everything to you and spoon feed it to you. But some of the old school where it's just a knight going on a quest and you don't have all the answers. And just enjoy what it is as a story for that. And I think you'll come out with a a good respect. Counter argument. Shut up, Dave. (laughs) You've had your 30 seconds. It's now Dave's turn. You you ready? What what is What? Sure. And go. Me. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fun movie. You know, half. You know, I don't really have a lot to say about it. I mean, it's it just has it has its moments, and it has uh, just has its moments. 
But yeah, that's it. Sure, 10 seconds. Meh. Double meh. Oh, five seconds. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer's still hot as Triple an ugly witch. Uh-huh. All right, Todd. All right, so I'm last. Ready and go. It's also a little bit slow and boring. Uh, let me see. I was disappointed with the the moment that Tristan discovers who his mother is, and, and I think they, they didn't really play that up very well. Uh, let me see. Oh, the one quote that I wrote down was from uh, Septimus. I, I think it was after he became king. He said, do you have any idea what this means? And I was like, that encapsulates the entire movie. And the answer is no. Uh, let me see. Uh, there was something about a magical chain, how it worked was really weird. I think that was like an editing or special effects thing that was weird. Uh, oh, time. That was really cool. I want one of those chains. I, I still didn't get to everything. That's okay. That's okay. So many issues. All right. So now it is time for us to rate this movie. This is where... The rubber hits the road, and we each put our own spin and rating system into place as we give you what we think this movie should get as a score. That way you can decide yourself on whether you want to watch it or not, or what you think about it. And Andrew, I hear you have a new system in place. Do you want to explain it, or do you want to just give us your rating? There are five categories. We have... Categories. (laughs) <laughs> Todd's spreadsheets have spreadsheets I'm man. <laughs> okay well we've got characters plot fight scenes because I really like fight scenes I might okay. pass that one on movies where there are none cough cough space between us dialogue and overall enjoyment nice and then I just round it all into a out of five score okay because math Characters, I got a four, plot, three, fight scenes, two. I wanted to give it a negative one, but I brought it up because of one of the pirate scenes. Dialogue was three, and overall enjoyment was four. So is that like a five being high and one being Yeah, five is like Avengers Infinity War. Okay, okay. I like Jurassic Park. (laughs) I like So then do you have an overall average? The overall average was 3.6. Okay. okay. It was fairy tale concept with some twists and overall kind of bored me. Okay. Um, well, mine is the simple one to 10 system. And Four. this, and this one got an eight out of 10. So I enjoyed it. I mean, it definitely has, it's not going to be anybody's top movie. I don't think, um, but it intrigues me enough, and, and I'll be honest, I really kind of want to go and read the book. Uh, I've meant to do that several times to see if the, the book has more of these elements and maybe explains a little bit more, but um, but I never have. But yeah, for me, it's an 8 out of 10. Todd, you're next. Yeah, supposedly from what I read in the uh, trivia section of IMDb, the book is longer, more in-depth, and darker. Ooh, now I really want to read the book. I hope they all die. What? Uh, okay, so I've already given my negative views and I left out some nitpicks, but I, I was able to work in the big ones. So as far as the grade, I actually had a grade for this from when I saw it years ago, maybe even a decade ago. Uh, and it was a totally different system. I think I used four categories back then instead of 10. And at the time I gave it a C-. And 
considering the way it raised my blood pressure this time, I thought surely I would give it a D plus. But when I plugged it into my spreadsheet, I had to give somewhat high scores for things like directing visuals, uh, a, a decent score to performances. So even though I graded down other things, somehow it still worked out to a C minus. And I technically have an 11th column where I can kind of nudge things up or down, but I rarely use it. So I, I was really tempted to use that 11th column to push it down to D plus, but I would have had to penalize it by negative five points. So I was like, no, I'll, I'll be nice. And I also compared with other movies that got D plus or C minus, and it was kind of equivalent to C minus. So I kept it at a C minus. Okay. Okay. Dave, what you got for us? Oh boy. I would probably say that this is a Saturday movie. This is one of those where if you're flipping through channels and you haven't found anything to watch and happens to pop up, go ahead and watch it. You'll 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 have fun. And uh but uh nah I really wouldn't pay money for it. Um not not today. And uh I'm not even sure I would pay money for it when it came first came out. Uh, in fact I don't think I think this is the first time I watched it, but uh yeah, it's still it's still a Saturday movie. It's just one of those where if you're going to be flipping through channels, and you happen to spot it, it's not it's not going to be a bad choice to to just leave it on that and go do whatever you're going to do and listen to it and sit down and watch it maybe every now and then. But uh, so yeah, I mean it's pretty 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 much right there in the middle. And uh, yeah, Saturday movie. Okay, okay. All right, so we've got our ratings. Um... So just one more segment of our show where we each plug our suggestion for a future episode. But before we get into that, I want to make sure that I inform all of our listeners out there how they can get in touch with us and how they can let us know how they would rate this movie. If they believe with Todd that it falls in that C minus area, or if they're closer with me and maybe it's up there in those eights, or maybe they even think it's better than that. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at discerninggeeks at gmail.com. You can always comment on our Facebook page as we post the, the links to our podcast each week. You can comment there, discerninggeeks at, um, oh shoot, at discern, the Discerning Geeks portal. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at the discerning geeks. Uh, so we definitely want to hear from you. Hope you interact with us. We, we will treat you better than we treat each other on the show. So don't worry that we'll <laughs> yell, each at, yell at each other. I won't. Uh, I treat everyone equally. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, don't feel afraid to comment. Now with that, does anybody have a suggestion for future episode? Who wants to go first on that one? Andrew, I think you were, were raising your hand. Really? You could see that far? Why don't we do The Fifth Element? I've never watched it before. Someone brought it up. I think it was Teague. Oh. You've never seen The Fifth Element? No. I also have never oh. seen Independence Day or any Star Trek. Your poor wow. tribe child. Wow. Of course, I know your parents. That's why. The Fifth Element. Well, they watch it. I just leave the room because it bores me. I have well, to. Then, my my confession on the Fifth Element is the same as this movie. The first time I watched it, was not a fan. It took me watching it two or three times before I was kind of like, "Wow, this is actually really good." I understand what the subtleties were that they were trying to do here. Um, so yeah, it took took multiple watchings for me to like that. 
who else has a suggestion for a future episode? Cricket. Nobody. Sorry, I wasn't very, I didn't prepare for this like I should have. Uh, All right. So let me just throw something out. Uh, I wouldn't mind doing more of the MCU. um, And we had a discussion about this earlier in the week. And one of the things that kind of came close to something that we might do recently, but then kind of got kicked out was uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, because, because we discussed possibly doing things in kind of a chronological order. And even though that movie is, I think fifth in terms of release date, chronologically, it's a period piece and, and and comes first in the timeline. Okay. Uh, I've mentioned this one before, but I really want to throw it out there and I'm, it may be like my killer clowns and I'll, I'll just throw it out there until we do it. Um, one of my absolute favorite movies and the new movie is coming out this year i think in just a few months and i want to be able to compare them before they or at least do this review before that one comes out and that's dune how how have i wronged you What's wrong with Dune? Wow. Wow. I I don't understand why people do not like that film. I just really don't. I love that film. So, yeah. I love that film. (laughs) You know, the whole reason I had a problem with the the sci-fi channel's version of it was every time you watched them come in from the desert, nobody was dirty. I was like, I can't watch this. doesn't make any sense. You're running around in the desert. You walk through a door and it's just... There's nothing on them. No dust, no nothing. And it's like, okay, yeah, that, that'll work. Ugh. Also, I'm never go, have I, my suggestion is going to go off the rails because I think it's time that we start having a little bit of fun uh, the way that we normally have fun. And so I think that the next episode that we do should be just a discussion about our own thoughts on how uh, things work. Uh, for example, like how does a lightsaber work? Like, you know, is it, would it, would it theoretically be possible? Um, you know, warp drive, you know, does, does warp drive make sense, you know, from what we know, whether it's a technical manual or whether it's just our own ideas or thoughts, you know, there was that whole, there was their actual experiment they did where they tested, uh, what was it? They tested an, an X wing, a Y wing from Battlestar Galactica, and they tested a, I forgot, did they test the Enterprise or did they test something else? I can't remember what it was, but they, they did aerodynamic tests on, on spaceships. Uh, it was a literal scientific test to find out, like, which one was more aerodynamic, you know, for – because they wanted to know each of these vessels had been shown going through atmosphere and space, and they wanted to know which one actually was the best one. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, the X-Wing actually won. But, you know, it's things like that that maybe instead of, like, talking about movies and stuff for a while, let's let's have an episode where we actually kind of just give our thoughts on a, a lot of things that everybody sits around and talks about. Because, come on, everybody wants a lightsaber. You know, I come like on. It. I, like I mean, it. everybody, everybody wants a lightsaber. Everyone wants a blaster, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, like, like a blaster discussion is a really good one because, you know, technically for all intents and purposes, Battlestar Galactica actually shows it correctly. You know, uh, in Star Wars, you, you see the bolts flying, but technically you wouldn't. If it was an actual true laser blaster, it would be Battlestar Galactica from the old TV show in which you would just see the blaster light up and then there would be an explosion somewhere. You wouldn't see the bolt. And so it's one of those kind of things where I think it would be fun to kind of sit sit around and talk about that and and decide, you know, which one do we like better, you know? Um, Okay, I like it. So that's 
That's I'm, my idea. Todd's like I'm, shaking with excitement right now. I can feel it. <laughs> no, more like worried. I don't. I don't know if I'm smart enough for that topic. <laughs> Whoa! If Todd's not smart enough for something, then I, I don't. I don't. We know should be how scared. Work. Todd likes to sit, sit around and listen to me and Dave talk about that kind of stuff. He really does. You know, he'll he'll make comments every now and then, but really, he he more enjoys watching me and Dave geek out about that. Thing. Well, I go to a very, very like nerdy school and i kind of make fun of some of the kids there like not bully i don't condemn bullying at all guys or condone bullying at all good night everybody <laughs> yeah <laughs> we need to rest. todd help or, or dropping women on their head yeah. <laughs> help me with that it is time for us to wrap up this episode and let all of our discerning listeners <laughs> get on with their regular mundane lives throughout the regularly week. scheduled sleep schedule <laughs> yeah, yeah. something um but yeah so with, uh, i'm completely blanking we've lost, <laughs> we, 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 we've lost we've lost dave we've lost dave Dave, have you gotten into the wine again? Feel free to join us on our website, et cetera, et cetera, so forth, blah, 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 which I don't remember any of that because I'm not hired and not paid for that. So anyway, I'm just saying. The YouTube channel's like almost up, guys. We swear. I swear. Please, just give me like what two more weeks. With, what are we going to do with the YouTube channel? Seriously. Uh, according to the internet, 40% of people who listen to podcasts watch YouTube. Yeah. So. Like they're going to watch us. Well, no one watches us anyway, Dave, so I don't see the problem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is going to be a black screen with us talking. That's, there's a gimmick. No, no, I'm working on an actual very good animation to run in the background, and it oh, will look cool. very good. I will make you proud. Okay. Mm, sure. He's working very hard behind the you, scenes. You, you, you're going to have to make up with the whole, like, a bullying thing yeah you gotta remember guys i'm doing like 25 hours of work per day just because of school it's hard to animate too you know and sleep well we do appreciate your hard work as we are ex continuing to expand i don't even get paid man I know, i'm head of hr sure. <laughs> i need a hey, check I, I, I double your salary every week yeah oh really yeah i yeah. don't have a bank account so that's probably <laughs> not helping that's okay. Zero times two is still zero. zero. <laughs> um, okay. So with that, let me wrap this up because we're way off the rails now. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys have enjoyed the topic and the conversation. I enjoyed the movie. I know some of you didn't as much, but uh, I want to thank all of our listeners and I hope all of you out there continue to enjoy whatever makes you a discerning geek. And remember to shine. Have a good evening. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Just shine all the time. Believe in yourself. Find someone to shine with and oh. kill witches. Yeah, specifically me. Ladies, hit me up, please. I'm desperate. Uh, we think he has his shots, but we haven't had it proven yet. 